Hey everybody and welcome to another session of Breakthrough Academy. My name is Peter Lewis and we're from Breakthrough Church here in Melbourne. And this is... Josh Doby. Josh. Welcome, Dobie. everybody. Hey, do you like the way Josh did that? I thought Josh Doby. It was almost like James Bond. Yeah. 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 Now, I'm just Peter Lewis. I'm just, you know, <laughs> I don't even have a special way of saying my name, except to say we're really glad that you could join us mm. because we are here at, at Breakthrough Academy to dive deep into the Word of God, but not just so that we get full of information and knowledge, but so that it, it builds our faith. We approach these Bible studies yeah. in a way that we want the Spirit of God to open our understanding, give us revelation, make our faith. Um, I, 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 want, I want us to go away as if my heart's big with the revelation and I want to get out there and I want to live it and I want to um, use my faith in a a greater way for God. We just got a bird inside. Yeah, I just said we've got a, suddenly have a bird has flown inside the building. So um, he wants to be a part of this. He wants to be part. He's really listening. Is it a dove, Josh? I can't even see it up there. Um, But uh, I just want us to to dive in. This is going to be our last session on studying the Bible, and we're learning two things, two amazing things, but two things only about the Bible. And what are they, Josh? They are they are God breathed, and it's a book. God breathed, and it's a book. It's just two things that this frames how we approach the Bible. If we understand that it is God breathed, it's got the anointing and the ability of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. In it. But we need and we need to treat it specially because of that. That we understand we can't just come to this book. Bo- Bible and and just think oh I understand it because I'm a I'm a great academic. Yeah. No, if our hard our heart is hard, it it will stop us being able to get the revelation from God. But if we have a hungry heart, that opens up the word. But secondly, it is a book. We can't just sort of say I'm so spiritual that I can just treat it like a special you know a yeah. spiritual promise book, and I just pull things out. It's a book. It was written as a book intended for us to go into it as a book. So we need to treat it carefully and understand. Um, it came from a particular time, it came from a particular language, and that as we um, use it appropriately, then we will get the best out of it. And mm. um, the Bible itself understands that. And you can mm. go back and see many of our previous sessions where we talk about how the Bible is a book and how we apply that. But there's areas where the Bible will give explanation about itself because it says, hey, in, you know, you might not understand this, but in, in these times, you know, there's a book of, in the book of Ruth, there's... Um, it says he took his shoe, uh, his sandal off, and it says because in those times, and it gave a little explanation why yeah. he would take his sandal off because it understood that hey, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, a, tradi- a, a custom that wouldn't be understood today. So it explained the custom, yeah. and um, so it does that sometimes. So if it in the Bible explains itself, we've got to understand that that's quite normal for us to approach it and try and understand it, yeah. not just sort of treat it as some sort of um, some book that we just it just it's only only in the spirit is understood no we need to break it apart understand it and as I one of the biggest things about the Bible is understand what it was the person writing it and the people it was being written to try and get in their understanding because that gives us the greatest foundation then to move to understand how to apply it today Mm. Um, it's always a bit risky to skip that step and just take it from the bible straight to how i understand it yeah because i could be taking it different to what was intended yeah and you might say well paul's like i never intended that um do you ever wonder josh when you get to heaven and you're talking to the apostle paul and you say this is what we were doing he's like why? I said, because you told us to. <laughs> I, never told yeah. you, I never told you to do that. <laughs> the amount of things we'll be, we've, we've set in tradition, like this is how we do it. This is what we do. Yeah, and you told us to, Paul. He's like, when did I tell you to do that? You know, remember that verse? He goes, 
I never said that. That was no. That was to them. That was that was. Why are you doing that? That's that's crazy talk, you know. And so I don't want to get to heaven and find that, you know. I've, I've been doing things at Paul though. I never intended that. That's not what I meant. That's not what I. That's not how they understood it. And he's like, well, why would you think that? You know, it's pretty obvious if you just stop and look at it. Oh uh, yeah, I guess we'll just sort of we we took something and we put it into our 21st century lifestyle straight yeah. away without running any filters through it. Yeah. Without trying to think how it would have been understood. Um but you know the Bible's not just about an ancient book mm. of how it was understood. The God breathed part takes it and makes it a living uh, a living book that speaks to us. That's alive for us today. Yeah. And it's working for us. It's working today. It's it's it hasn't stopped. It wasn't for that time. It's alive and it it, it it's truth today. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it, the truth still is relevant today and it works in today. But we've got to know how to handle it. And so mm. we've been looking at a number of, of um, passages which help us to understand that process. The Bible is a book and then how to, to, to lean into it and, yeah. and get the Holy Spirit's guidance and, and um, make it truth for me today. But there's sort of a number of areas where, hey, we, 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 they can become issues where we stumble, issues where we... Um, uh, well, I... I, I, this is what I think most people do. They just move on. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they I've get... never done that. I've never done that. Oh, so Josh, you've never done that. Well, I, I'll confess. I've done it stacks of times, but Josh is, you know, a lot more you know, perfect um, in these areas. No, but it, it's you, you just tend to sort of just skip over it and say, yeah. well, I don't really understand, That's... but I'll move on. And we either make a mistake and, and just take it from what we think it says, or we just leave it in that, mm, that's a little yeah. bit tough. Because there's a number of parts of the Bible that are... Um, they can be heavy. Yeah, and they, they, they can be like, oh, I'm not really sure why Jesus would say that, or why you know why it's happened. And especially, it's like, oh, if it's in the Old Testament prophets, you know, we can we can afford to leave that. And just jump back into the New Testament a little bit more safe. You know, read the Book of Colossians, Philippians, and that that can be a lot more. You know, I can take this truth yeah. for myself. Yeah. But one of the dangers is if if you just got in that habit of just not leaning in. You, you you end up just being able to get what's on the surface, yeah. what's easily understood, mm. and the danger is that sometimes what you think is easily understood isn't quite as easy as you think, yeah. and you've sort of misunderstood it. Um, and also it means that you can't lean into mm. um, other areas of the Bible. And as we found in the book of James, um, it says, if you want to be this man who, who really takes the word of God, you've got to lean in. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to actually... Even, even when it might be not easy or it takes... D diving in for understanding, yeah. but you still just got to continue leaning in and trusting, and with the Holy Spirit, trusting that that will come alive and, and make sense and be truth for you today. Yeah, so we so we are teaching you some of the skills that will enable you to lean in and not just when we when you hit 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 a hit an awkward spot, mm. not feel like oh, just do a little um, go yeah. around that. Yeah, uh, you can actually work through it, um, not get bogged down by it, not get stuck in it. But you can actually um, lean in, and then often some of the things to unpack from that. And you know, sometimes it'll take two things. It'll it'll take a little bit of research, a little bit of um, work in terms of trying to come to understand. Mm. Um, but also, it takes a little bit sometimes prayer and meditation and, mm. and 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 waiting on the Lord and saying, Lord, what does this actually mean? Going, you know, that some of the greatest revelations haven't come as I've been I've got my head over the Bible, studying it and and doing the notes. It's come later. When I'm walking, or I'm 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 sitting, or I'm doing something, and I'm chewing over it, yeah. and I'm praying about yeah, it, meditating, and I, yeah, and I'm like, God, you know, I I I don't want to just let this go. I sort of, you know, I sense there's something in my spirit. Sometimes I feel like my spirit's getting it, but my head's not. Yeah, and I'm saying like, God, what is it? And and I've been praying, mm. and then you know, and um, 
And you know, there, there's been many amazing times when God's been able to speak to me and ah, then, then it's like, that makes sense. So it wasn't always the fact that my, I couldn't understand it academically. It was yeah. more I couldn't, God, what, what's, what, what are you trying to say here? What's the, what's the essence of this? And so I've got to lean in. I've got to do that, the, the research. But then you've got to pull back and, and, and I'm praying and thinking and I'm letting it roll around in my spirit. And then I'm leaning in a little bit more. And yeah. it, it's, 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 it's a process sometimes. It takes some time. You, you, can't, you can't do one and not the other. So yeah. you, you have to, you, have, you know, you can understand it academically, but then you, as you say, you have to lean in, uh, chew on it, meditate on it. Sort of just, I don't know what the word is, like let it simmer or let it, yeah. let it set. Yeah, like, like, that, like that soup, let, let the flavors work yeah. through it. So, yeah. 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 And, and um, But like you said, you can't do one without the other. You can't sort of just say, well, I've got this spiritual life where I'm just meditating. I've actually got to lean into the word of God. Yeah. I've got to dig around. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to, to um, finish off some of the, the different areas of the Bible. that, um, And we're just using examples, different scriptures, different passages that cover some key questions that you have to ask yourself and in doing that you you you're actually shaping yourself like a bit like a bible translator mm. you're saying okay this is how i translate mm. the bible um this is this is how i see things here um i just realized we haven't got our message um our um overlays uh windows up we can't see any um anybody who's there we go. Oh, hello. People are here. Yeah, so I'm sorry. We haven't said hello to you because we didn't have our comments up. But we've got Judith, we've got Christine, we've got Brooke all saying good morning. And anyone else who's joining us at the moment, we welcome you. We say it's great that you're on board mm. um, in diving deep into Breakthrough welcome. Academy. But we love having you guys. Christine is my wife, if you're not aware. Um, and um, so I, we, we really appreciate you guys joining with us. Let's jump into a scripture. And um, I'm going to cover an area... Um, which is which is geography, um, you know? Yeah, not 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 everyone's favourite topic. Did you did you actually do a geography at school? Put it this: way, I did I did it up to about year ten. I liked it, but I wasn't good at it. Okay. So. Oh, that's that's not too bad. You know, like at least you liked it. Yeah. Um, and um, I I um. Although I'd be better than. Your wife, uh, my pastor, Pastor yeah. Christine. I feel like I'm, you, you feel like you got more. Geography I feel like I've got skills. more geography skills than them. Yeah. Than her, so. Well, you know, there, there's different aspects of geography. Like there's this general sense of where am I in the world? North, south, east, west. You know, how do I get here? How all, do the, I... all the stories that I've heard. Yeah, had it. So. You know, and um, yeah, we, we some of our some of our kids didn't get that natural space spatial awareness that you know maybe I thought would just flow through the genes. <laughs> you know, and they can be driving to the city when they think they're going to the mountains. I've, I've done it now. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh, you've got it here. And Graham's here too. So Graham, I think Graham would have pretty pretty good Judith's spatial awareness. Yeah, I reckon. And um, Christine says, oh, she hears that. Yeah, okay, yeah. We got to realise that they're actually listening. <laughs> uh, right. And 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 Josh is bold and brave as I can be here. <laughs> Yeah, I've actually got to go home at this some is, stage. This is just a screen, so yeah. Um, but geography, how do we handle it, and why do we need to even understand geography? Like, you know, is it not much? You know, the Bible. The Bible's not a geography book. The Bible's a book, a living book of people mm. telling us about God. Um, so let, let's just take a, a very simple example from Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse two. Um, and you've got to make some decisions. The whole point of here is I want you to, to make your to write your own Bible and you can um, you, you can make the decisions. What would be in your Bible? Mm. Um, uh, what, what, what would you um, how would you handle this? Um, this is from Paul writing to the Corinthians. 
you know, even that, you know, like we just hear the words Corinthians. Can, can I say, um, it's so hard to be, become familiar with words, but they're just, they're just sort of weird words to us, like Corinthians. Yeah. Um, but if I said, I'm writing a letter to the people in Sydney, and you know, we understand. I, we understand. It's like straight away. I, I I've got the history of that, and and I'm writing down to the people from Hobart. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a little bit different. I'm writing to the people at Geelong. Now, if you're listening to this in America, you say, well, I'm I'm lost already. That's the same. Um, yeah. You sort of think they're just three places the same. They're not. Sydney's a huge city. Probably you know, it almost. I think it's at the moment the largest city in Australia. Mm-hmm. Almost going to be overtaken by Melbourne. You know, so we've got these two giant cities. It's like New York, Los Angeles. Mm. Um, you've got these big cities. But then when we say um, Hobart, well, that's a, that's a different city. It's a, it's, it's a smaller city down to the south. And then yeah. Geelong, which is like a regional city. It's not even a capital city. Yeah. And so um, immediately I've, I've got context for these yeah. things. Whereas I say the letters to the Corinthians, it's got no, I've got no context. Yeah. It means nothing to me except a, a word. Melbourne and Sydney would mean a lot to... Most people, yeah. in some way, but Hobart and Geelong, well, not so much. You know? Yeah, so it's, it's having that understanding. So, but immediately when I hear those words, I've I've got all this context to put it in, and but we don't. So it, we we've got this sort of problem of constantly having no context for these things, mm. and and it's not a translation problem in the sense of um, I, I can't accurately translate it to you because yeah. the, the knowledge, even when I accurately translate it, the knowledge doesn't come. Yeah. It's not like oh, I've got to, I've got to find the equivalent English word which is going to really mean a lot to you. Well, there is, I, I'm giving you the English you, word. You, you can accurately translate it, but it doesn't give the significance of the place or what it meant in relation to another place. So. Exactly. You know. Yeah. So you know. So so you have this um, scripture here. So because um, Paul's talking about um, them bringing a, a an, an offering. Um, to the people in um, Judea who'd been going through a hard time. Mm. And so it says, Because I know your eagerness to help, I keep boasting to the Macedonians about this eagerness of yours, that Achaia, I don't even know how to pronounce it, I don't even know how to pronounce this, A-C-H-A-I-A, Achaia, I've always taken the C-H as a hard cut. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'd say it's... that your guess will be better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> and my guess is just a guess. <laughs> I, I've never, because I've never heard this used in, um, I don't think I've ever, I've, I've probably heard people read it out, but I've never taken note of it. So yeah. I've got, I don't even have this like memory bank of, oh, I know that name. Yeah. Like I know Corinthians, because yeah. I hear a lot of people talk about it, but I don't know what this place is. Yeah. I, and, and Macedonia. Okay, I know the Macedonians because Macedonia is a, a current place. That's so I, I know of Macedonia. Oh, is that uh, is that um, is that Greek? Yeah, it's just, so, it's a, yeah. So so we've got a little bit of modern context yeah. to put that. You know the Macedon and you know um, one of my favourite football football players um, was known as the Macedonian Marvel. And so I gather his family came from Macedonia. Yeah, uh, Peter Dacos. There you go. Um, so, uh, so a K I O. I don't even. And, and there's one of the things I don't even know how to pronounce it. I just sort of see it and just sort of in my head I say it. But I think I think we're just going to have to pronounce it um, strongly enough that it's like that is right. That's right. We yeah. might not be right, but we're going to try yeah. and pronounce it like we're right. Now I'll tell you something. You know, often you study things. You don't sort of. You just sort of see it. And you don't really have to pronounce it. You mm. sort of know that's that yeah. word. And then you, you come to preach it. And then you have to do it. Yeah. And, and, you, and, I, and you're halfway through and you suddenly realize, I'm going to have to say this word and I don't even know what to, how to say it. You know? And, you, and you, you haven't prepared yourself for actually saying it out loud. So I'm right story. here. Oh, a K-A-I. So a K-A-I-A. I don't even know. A K-A-I-A. 
Um, I don't know how to say it. Has yeah. been ready to give since last year, and your zeal to participate has stirred up most of them. Mm. All right, so, um, Mac- so we have we have a couple of places here. We have Macedonia, and a KAI. Ah, and um, yeah. what do you do with this? And like I said, most people are. Oh, we just, I just, I just move forward. Yeah, I don't stop. I don't. It doesn't. <laughs> some people somewhere. Some somebody. Those geography lovers. Like. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Let, let, um, <laughs> and and so that's and you know oh, I don't have time. I'm reading my Bible. I don't want to have just time and yeah. try and look that up. Um, and, and the thing is, when Paul wrote this, he wasn't saying now when I get to this point, everyone will stop and get out the maps. Yeah, because I'm using familiar. He's language. using Melbourne, Sydney. Yeah, he's, for he's, all he's, of us in Australia. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's using things that they all they all know about, and so this is one of the problems. If I'm going to get into their shoes or into their sandals, yeah, have a bit of you know, see a little customizer <laughs> custom there. Uh, if I'm going to get in their sandals, I've got to sort of try and become familiar with what they're doing, mm. um, and that takes a little bit of work. Okay, um, I'm just telling you, I'm upfront. If you're going to dive deeper into the Word of God, it is going to require a little bit of work at times. Yeah. You're going to have to do some background work. You're going to have to do some foundation work, which is not just going to be the fun stuff of getting revelation and ministry. You're actually going to just have to do some digging. Mm. Get yourself familiar because that familiarity with the um, locations and things helps when you're reading it to put things into context, why yeah. he's referring to them and what they do. It doesn't mean you get amazing big revelations, but it just helps. It's the it's the one percenters. It's the little bit. And, yeah. and listen, if you're really hungry for God, there's, you say, well, I want to do the one percenters. So what have I done? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of give you my secrets, and I've shared a little bit about this. That, um, I, I'm, I've got a hunger to teach, and I'm not expecting everybody to, to go and buy the same sort of length, size library that I've got. I don't expect everybody to dig deep like I do, mm. because that's a gifting in my life. It's yeah. a curiosity that I have, and I get, I'm empowered by it. You know, yeah. I mean, some people they just, it would just, oh man, to read the stuff that that you read would just make my brain melt. You know, like I, I mean, my eyes would start to bleed. You know, I'm like, no, I cannot do this. Good so, yeah, and it's like, oh, and and you would do it out of a real sense of duty and also, you know, like it become work to you. Whereas to me, there's a faith for it. There's, mm. a, there's a grace for it. Yeah. And so I, I never want you to push you. But I'm telling you, okay, first of all, I want to speak to people like myself. I remember hearing Malcolm Smith, a Bible teacher when I was a teenager. He is a Bible teacher. Um, people like um, Keith Moore, a Bible teacher. And I could relate to them. Yeah. And so sometimes they would say things and I would have to say, okay, that has helped to shape me. So I'm speaking for first of all, to anybody out there, that you are actually called to being a Bible teacher, that this is a, a calling on you, so there will be a grace for this. Yeah. You have to dig in. You have to lay strong foundations so that, that when you come to minister later on, you, you've done some of the digging and the hard work, and yeah. that there's no getting around that. And you will find there's a joy and a, a, a grace in it, but you'll also find it takes time and a lot of background preparation and work. But you need to do that. You need to, to be strong. And um, But I'm going to give you some secrets that I've done that make a... You know, I, I'm not an academic. I'm not... You know, I'm, yeah. So I, I did this little secret here. Look at the books that I got. I actually bought these books and I studied them. All right? These are... It's the Scripture Union Maps and Bible Lands book. All right? And as you can see... It's all of 40, oh, that's the index, 40, 
five pages long, all right? It's not a big book. No. It's a picture book. I like the picture books. Um, it's a kid's book. It's a kid's book, everybody. It's not... I didn't go to the academic section. <laughs> I went to the kids' section. And, and I would often... Oh, it's on sale. Yeah. I'll grab this. And so I've got another one. The Scripture Union Guide to the Bible. It's a kid's book. You say, what are you doing with a kid's book, pastor? Are you serious? Well, can I just say something? It's way better... Mm. To have read this <laughs> than to have a big thick book sitting in your bookcase that you never read. I like that's good. That's that good. you're never gonna and I can tell you this, you can read this in a you know in a 30 minute setting, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's nice big pictures, nice big illustrations, um, photos in there. It's aimed at children, so it's quite easy to read. Now, the benefit of this is uh, it might maybe might take you an hour to, to wait through. There's actually some writing in there, it's not just a picture book. But there's some right, and I'm, you know, but if you read this book, one hour, yeah, you would get an overview of all the geography of the Bible. That's that's amazing, and, and you say it's for kids, but it still looks quite extensive. It looks it's very well done. It looks it's like kids, but it actually got some. Yeah. It's, it's a bit. It, it's actually. Um, <laughs> I was sort of flipping through it this morning, getting you know, so kind of, and I'm sort of, and I and I, um, all right. So this, this one's the the vet, the um, the land of Israel. Um, it's annual rainfall, vegetation, it's oh, wow. profile. So it's hey, that, that's that's more than um, that's more than what a kid probably would yeah. take in. But actually, it's important because you know there, there's seasons in the Bible, and there's let's go up to the hill country, let's fight them in the valleys. Yeah. All right. And now, so well, what's oh. it, where's the hill country? Where are the valleys? You know, and when you're reading Old Testament history, and and David's fighting them, you know, it's it, there's it's reference to the hills, there's reference to the valleys, there's mm. reference to you know the, the seasons, yeah. and so it gives you a bit of a feel for that. And um, and and the psalm, uh, you know, the, the twelve tribes divided. Okay, well, I, I get that, um, that, that, but it sort of gives me a bit of an understanding. Um, and here's something I didn't know. And so I'm flipping through this today, and um, between the new, it's got a section between the New Testaments, what happened, <laughs> the New Testament world. Um, okay, so New Testament world, it's not just geography. This one's really good because it's a little bit of background about who, the, what the Roman Empire was, who Herod the Great was, what it was like in the Roman world. Mm. Ah, so I'm getting a bit of a feel for not just the, the physical land, but the, the, the climate, the, the, yeah. the, the cultures in a, the, the culture time. The time yeah. um, so what was happening in the New Testament, Palestine, um, and so, you know, who the Jews were, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, scribes, just tiny little paragraphs. But I tell you what, they all just help you and they give you background yeah. and they reinforce it. Um, and so it goes here. Yeah, this is like, and, and like I said, it's a kid's book. And it says how Palestine was governed. And, um, okay, I'll read this out. And you tell me, I, I didn't know this. And I'm like, okay, I would have read this at some stage. Mm. But it's just information gone in and out, hasn't, hasn't locked in. Um, because you hear about Herod the Great. All right, and Herod, Herod in the Bible. Yeah. Okay, who was Herod? Well, he was just a he was the ruler in Jesus' sort of time. Well, Herod the Great died in 4 BC, and the Romans divided up his kingdom into three separate areas, each governed by one of his sons. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. So this is before 4 BC. So Jesus just been born, mm -hmm. just coming into that time. Yeah. And um, Herod dies, and the Romans divide the area into three, and the three sons each get to. Um, so from 4 BC to 6 AD, Herod's son Archelaus, again, I don't know how to pronounce, governed Judea, Samaria, and Indomitia. After this, the Romans ruled this area with the governors or procurators. So he, he ruled for about 10 years, mm. and then he died. Um, and um, 
So they, the Romans put in governors or procurators who made their capital at Caesarea on the Mediterranean coast. Pontius Pilate is the best known of these procurators. Ah, mm. oh, okay. So there he was go. brought in as one of the, the, the replacement rulers. Yep. And so then it's got the map and it's sort of showing the different regions that this, that this Herod was in charge of and this Herod and this Herod was up here and things like that. So it shows the different areas. But um, one of the things that... Um, I. Pontius Pilate, I would have assumed, would have been would have been um, centralized in Jerusalem. Mm. But they actually said he made his rule up in Caesarea, way up here. You probably can't see that very clearly, but you know, sort of Caesarea on the coast. Oh wow! Because so, Jerusalem was like where it all was happening yeah. for them in their time. It's like our Melbourne or our Sydney. Yeah. Um, but it's like, oh, but he's he's gone and put his place in Geelong or something. Yeah, like that. exactly. Because it's on the coast and it's a bit nicer. Yeah. And um, so, okay, then Herod Antipas, another of Herod the Great Sons, ruled Galilee and Perea. He built a new capital city on the Sea of Galilee and named it Tiberius in honor of the second Roman emperor. It was Herod Antipas who had John the Baptist beheaded. Well, so, so that this, the Herod, the, the, there's a Herod that, you know, um, I, I'm guessing the Herod that the, the wise men went with the birth of Jesus. Yeah. And the Herod that beheaded Jesus, uh, beheaded Jesus, beheaded John the Baptist, different Herods, a son. Yeah. And this son is up in the northern area. Yeah. Um, Some people may have just thought that Herod was just one person. Yeah. One thing. Imagine that person that thinks Herod is one person. They're all like, <laughs> really? There's more than one? Um, it was also Antipas to whom Pilate sent Jesus during his trial. You remember? So he said, oh, there was, he said, Pilate said, sent Jesus over to Herod and Herod sent him back. Yeah. Well, it was this Herod, this Herod from up in the yeah. Galilee. Okay, so it's like, oh, I know him. It's all, I know him. Yeah. It's so all that, piecing together. And then there was a third son, Philip, who ruled the, another area over here. So I won't read this out because, but it's sort of, ah, oh, oh, I didn't know. I thought, I didn't know there was even, it was divided up. I didn't know how it was. Um, now, like I said, you can, you can study the Bible and read the Bible and you don't have to know this. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, what happens is you, you find you're just sort of skipping through things and not putting them together. You don't yeah. know because they're just unfamiliar. Yeah. But, but to them, they were familiar people, familiar names. And um, so I encourage you to just do something like that. Just get, get, a, get something um, childlike um, or basic. Mm. You know, you know get, get something, um, a beginner's, beginner's um, book. Bible maps, yeah. or, you know, go into a bookshop. Now you can go online, um, but I, I actually went a bit of a search before, and there's not a lot of great stuff out there. You, so you might have to dig around a little bit, yeah. so look around. Yeah. Um, but don't feel bad. I've got another one here, like um, Scripture Union Guide to the Bible. Again, it's just one page on each of you know, their, their lifestyles, their customs, where they ate, you know, their, their, their um, what a house looked like, yeah. what their work looked like. Just, just enough to give you a thing and I'm, I'm, I know I'm probably making true academics you know sort of fall off the seat and well, go what that's not that's not true study it's funny because I know for a fact that there are many adults that watch a kids show called Bluey oh yes so I think that would be great value and just as you were talking about it, I'm like oh I'd love to read that. Yeah, because I, I can I can relate to that. It's not it's it's at, it's, it's at a level I, that I can do. Yeah, it. and I would rather that you read that than have a big thick book sitting there you just can't get through. Yeah, you, you've read the first half chapter. I reckon that would be, be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So um, don't feel bad about doing those sorts of things. But can I just say, do those sorts mm. of things. Lean into those things. Um, that's not actually teaching you life skills for today or how to understand the Bible as such. It's talking about 
just things that are putting the Bible in the context. It's treating the Bible as a book mm. so that when you come to the Bible as a book, you've just got this. So what can we do here? So I thought, you know, how can I help you? I actually, I'm, I'm sorry to say, I went to look. I, I would have bought this at Kurong um, or Keswick, one of the old um, bookstores about 30 years ago. I went on and I couldn't find it available today. Mm. I couldn't find an equivalent of it today. So I can't even say, I oh, go to your local bookstore and get one. But you, um, you know, maybe go and hunt around. You'll find something. There'll be something that's, you know, thankfully these organisations like Scripture Union do stuff for kids. Yeah. And um, just lean into that and, and get it. Um, but what do you do when you, you don't have that and you're out? Obviously, I've got a, a hard copy Bible and I've got maps in my Bible that, you know, it comes with a series of maps at the mm. back, you know. Nice. But a lot of people don't, you know, you're not carrying Bibles around. And if you are, they they've sort of might not have maps at the back, so what do you do in this situation? So I um, I went, actually, I um, I found a website called knowingthebible.net. I, um, I don't know anything about them. Um, I only know that they've got good maps. I'm not endorsing anything else, do you know what I mean? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I'm like, hey, Pastor Peter said the doctrine of this place is perfect. You have to say that for a reason, because things have happened in the past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You say, go to this site, it's really it's good. It's great. Well, this part of this site is good. I'm, I, I haven't, I'm not digging too deep into this site, because they have a great page, and it's right up the top, you can... Um, um, it says it's got, a, it's got, right at the top says Bible Maps. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you can click on there, um, you know, it's got donate and stuff like that. I don't know whether they're worth donating to, so I'm not I'm not endorsing anything. All right, I'm just saying, Bible maps. Um, if you look down, they got quite a few Bible maps. All right, so it, it's if they're, not if they're, too bad. If they're all slightly different maps in some way, yeah, that, that's that looks pretty extensive. That's pretty good. And and it's like here we have got Paul's missionary journeys. We got his first missionary journey, um, second, third, fourth, or, or his journey to Rome. Um, it's got here. The Mediterranean world during the time of Acts. Mm. So okay, that, that's a, uh, now we we're we're stuck in uh, this place Achaia. <laughs> we're not Macedonia. Where is Paul referring to? Yeah. So I can at least pop on there, and after a short downloads time, it gives me this map. This might be a bit small for you to see, but you can at least I can zoom in on it. And oh uh, look here, look, look look looky there. Okay. Yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. Now you'll notice something. You'll notice that we've got Athens, Corinth, Sencrea. Yeah. There you go. Um, uh, up here we've got Macedonia. Nice easy one. Nice and easy. Uh, Epirus. I've never heard of that. No. Um, and um, so what you notice is straight away you've got some small, you know, okay. Um, lowercase with dots. I'm taking their cities. Mm. This is not a city. Like a, a region? It's a region. It's like a state or an area or yeah. a region or something like that. So Corinth is the place, but it's in the region of Achaia. Achaia. So it's like referring yeah. to, okay, Josh, what would mean equivalent of, 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 a, of a place that you know and a state that you know? Just something um, like so the state is Victoria. Yeah. Um, a place could be Hanging Rock. Hanging Rock. So we talk about Hanging Rock, a place. Yep. Um, and may maybe people overseas are like, oh, Hanging Rock. It's just a, you know, it's a, it's a place in Victoria. And what about Melbourne and Victoria? You know, Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Melbourne, the city in, in Victoria, the state. Yeah. Um, now, can I just let, let's think about how we use language? Um, I invite you to come to Melbourne because it's a great place. 
I tell you what, Victoria is an awesome place to live in. Right? Have I told you two things? Well, you've said two different names. Yes. It's a place within the region. Yeah. And <laughs> Melbourne is the centre or the, yeah, the, the capital it is, of Victoria. It's the centre, yeah. I, I, if, so if I was telling my American friends, come over to Victoria. You would, if you, if you fly into Victoria, you'll most likely. Yeah, you're going to fly into Melbourne. Into if you're Melbourne. coming international, you're just going to fly into Melbourne. Yeah. So if I said come to Victoria, if I said come to Melbourne, I'm almost, I'm pretty much saying the same thing. Yeah. I'm not sort of saying that, but you know, there, there's slight differences. Victoria means it's a wider area, you can travel. Melbourne's the, the city. Mm -hmm. But I could use those two terms almost interchangeably. Yeah. yeah. But, but to me, that I'm talking about the same thing. But Melbourne is also used for just the area, not just the city. Yeah. So like we live, we're not in the city of, of Melbourne. Melbourne. We're in the like greater we, Melbourne. But we, yeah, but we live in Melbourne. Like. Yeah. So, um, so let's just go back to um, this. I know the in your eagerness to help. I keep boasting to the Macedonians. All right, well, let's just stop. Okay, we've got to go back. Macedonians, find the Macedonia. It's up there. Okay, a region. Okay, what are the what are some of the places in Macedonia? Because I don't I, there's there's no letter in the Bible to a letter to the Macedonians. Mm. But I have a look up and I see oh Philippi. In the region of Macedonia. Yeah, so and Philippians. Philippians, yeah. Ah, uh, Thessalonica. Ah, the Thessalonians. The second Thessalonians. Okay, I recognize some of these from Paul's journey. Yeah. So that was in Macedonia. So he was referring to some of... So he's probably referring to those some of those churches that he established. Yeah. Not just the whole region, yeah. but more like to the people from those regions. Ah, okay. Um, you know... Yeah, so, um, well, you might, and that might that bring some memory back to me in the book of Acts when Paul was traveling and he was trying to work out where to go and he came to the place of Troas, I Troas, believe it was, yeah. and he had the vision of a man in Macedonia saying, come and help us. So, and that's, so that's a man um, in the region. In the region, yeah. So, well, okay, well, we, you, you, uh, let's just see if we can find this. So, we, um, we got time, mm -hmm. we got a Bible. Let, let's sort of, you know, see how this sort of helps us to... Um, I think it's Acts 16. Okay. Yeah, act, let, let, let's just take this as a, a good, nice little exercise. Acts 16. Um... Okay, so let's just do verse 1. He came to Derba and Lystra. A disciple named Timothy was there. All right, so this is... We, I, I'm already giving a bit of journey. This is part of the second missionary journey. Mm -hmm. Okay, hey, we've got a map for that. <laughs> we've got a map for that. How do, we get, how do we get out of this? Is there like a there we swipe go. back? First, second, second missionary journey. Okay, knowingthebible.net is coming to our rescue. <laughs> okay, um, so he's, we, we, I, Derba and Lystra. Okay, so in this is, is, is here's so to give us the context down here is Jerusalem mm -hmm. and Judea, and up here is Damascus, Syria, Antioch, coming over. Um, what are these modern countries? I think this is coming up towards the area of Turkey and things yeah. like that. Yeah. All right. So we're coming across into Derba and Lystra, and that's what it says. Um, I'm, I should just jump ahead. Of Came to Derby and then Lystra. There was a young. So he came to Derby, oh, Derba, Derby, 
Lystra, a young disciple named Timothy. His mother was a Jewish believer, but his father was Greek, so it talks about. Um, Timothy was well thought of all by the believers in Lystra and Iconium. I don't, where's Iconium? Was that mentioned? Oh, yeah. So, to another city. Okay, so mm. he's come to here, here, and Timothy's well known by those two cities. All right. Um, so, Paul wanted him to join him, so he gets him circumcised so they can come. I'm just skipping through. Um, so the churches were strengthened their faith and grew larger every day. Next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia. Oh, okay, here we go. Galatia. Phrygia and Galatia. Oh, here we go. All right. Well, I Galatians. Can... Yeah, they're the Galatians. Okay, Galatians is not a city. Galatia is a region. So okay. it's a, the letter to the Galatians is a letter to a regional area. You know, I would have thought Galatians was a city like, like the other ones. Philippians and Colossians go. and I, Ephesians. I did not know that before. So Galatia is a region. Um, no, I can't see Phrygia. Um, not mentioned on, on the map. No. Uh, so I'm going to just, you know, I don't know where it is. Um, see if it's on my map here. Oh, Phrygia is the region, sort of, in, oh, oh, there he is. Oh, I lied. it was right in front of me and I did not, because I'm looking at all the bold here. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah, because it wasn't bold. It's a smaller region. It's in the bigger region of Asia. Yeah. Okay, this is, now we're going to get a bit of confusion, because the Bible, the Bible region of Asia is not <laughs> in not, Asia. It's not Asia that we know. Yeah. So, okay, so we're here of Asia. Paul went over to China. I never knew he went to China. I, I remember the first time, well, not the first time, but when I started to understand regions and, yeah. and they're always talking about Asia. And I'm like, but I, I knew that it was here, but I'm like, why are they saying Asia? So, so just, different place. just to um, just to keep you on your toes, they refer to a region called Asia, which is not in Asia. Mm. Okay, and Galatia and Phrygia. So Paul's like, okay, I'm going to minister in these areas. So you can sort of see Lystra, Iconium is coming here. He's going to come up into this area. Into here and then into here. Mm. You know, so he's, he's doing good. Yeah. And, um... Uh, um, but the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at the time. Um... So he said, oh, we want to go into Phrygia and Galatia, but the Holy Spirit said, don't go into Asia. Okay, so this region here, not allowed into. Okay, so he said, I want to go Phrygia, I want to go Galatia, I can't. Mm. So um, what's his next step? Um, then coming to the borders of Mysia, or Mysia, they headed north to the province of Bithynia. Okay, so he comes oh, up to here, border of Mysia, and now he's going to try and go into Bithynia. Okay, we almost got a letter to the Bithynians. <laughs> we could have had a letter to the Bithynians, but no. We'll never know what how they were going. Yeah. How, how they were doing. Um, so, but again, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. Mm. So it was like, we're going to go up here, we're going to go up here. Nope. Um, so instead, they went on through Mysia to the seaport of Troas. So you can see, oh, I'm going up here. So we come back down. To Troas. Back to Troas. All right, so he could have gone down to Ephesus and, and like he could have gone down here, all these areas, but no, he was trying to get up to this region. He was trying to go up. Yeah. Up through here and eventually gets pushed down to Troas. Uh, that night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia <laughs> in northern Greece 
Ah. Oh, there you go. It's like, oh, I recognise that. Nor in Macedonia in northern, northern Greece. Greece. Um, now, this is a New Living Translation. I just Let's just stop and see what the other translation is. Oh, I thought we were in the New American. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm sitting in the New Living, so we might have... Uh, let's see. Ah, oh, look at this. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. A certain man of Macedonia was standing appealing to him. No Northern Greece. No Northern, Northern, Northern Greece. Greece is not in the original. Yeah, I'm okay. guessing it's been added okay. to try and give them context. Context, right. Um, ah, so, well, yeah, um, yeah, so none of the other modern, none of the other more, you know, um, so the original like to like sort of translation. A man from a Macedonian Macedonia. man, a man from Macedonia. Um, let's see what the other living Bible says. That night, Paul had a vision, his dream. He saw a man over in Macedonia, Greece, pleading with him, new living. Okay, they said, okay, in the living Bible, he's talking about Greece. Let's Let's just say Greece because it's northern Greece. Yeah. But let's add it in as a an explanation. Yeah. Uh, message Bible. A Macedonian, a Macedonian, a Macedonian stood over the far shore. Come over <laughs> to Macedonia. Passion translation. Man from Macedonia. Uh, Good news Bible. Macedonian. Okay. So Living Bible is the only one that gives us any help. Yeah. But if you you know if because Macedonia is not actually um, the funny thing is Macedonia is a known region today. Yeah. You don't actually yeah. need help. Yeah, <laughs> we know where Macedonia is. It's in northern Greece. It's, Already, it's one of the names that have stayed the same. Or yeah, so it's sort of funny that, they, that the one area that we don't know yeah. is the one area they it's gave the, help on. It's the one that we gave got help. That's funny. <laughs> All right, so we we, we um, come over to Macedonia and help us. So all right, so we're in the map. So so he's here in Troas and he says, "Come over to Macedonia and help us." So what does Paul do? Um, we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us. Luke now has joined them because mm -hmm. it's now Luke who writes this is now talking pers first person as you know, like I'm in the group yep. to preach the good news there. Um, so we boarded a boat at Troas and sailed straight across to the island of Samothras. Samothras. Okay, an island sitting there in the middle. Yep. Okay, if you can, oh, I can zoom in a little bit for that to make it a bit easier for you. To Samothras, where so is. Hit there. Keep going, because God didn't call us to Samothras. Hmm. He called us to Macedonia. Um, and the next day we landed Neapolis. Neapolis. Okay, Neapolis. a port city. A city yeah. right in the port. Um, there's, oh. um, yeah, we, <laughs> why, why, why didn't Paul stay there? Um, hmm. Landed Neapolis. From there we reached Philippi, a major city of that district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. Mm. Okay, a little bit of an explanation. It's a major city. And a Roman colony. District of Macedonia, a Roman colony. Um, so Luke is giving some context. Yeah. Why here? Why did we why did we not stop at Neapolis? Why did we go one city in? Because you know, like when you look at it, Neapolis. Is in Macedonia. Yeah. But he said we went to Philippi. Why did they go to Philippi? Because it was a major trade route. It was a bigger city. It was more Paul thinking, okay. Because he was not called to Philipp the Philippians. He yeah. was called to, there's a man in Macedonia. Macedonia. Yeah. But he said, I've, I've ended up there. Yeah. Because uh, well, if you're going to, if, if he's only got Macedonia... Well, you, you will go to if you go cold Australia or Victoria. Well, you go to Melbourne. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so that you come into the port, but then you say, I don't stay in the port. I go to the major city mm. that's nearby. Yeah. Rather than to stay in the port city. Mm. Um, and on the Sabbath, 
Uh, and he sat, and we stayed there several days. So yeah. okay, that's where we're going to do our thing. And then they have prayer. They meet someone. Uh, it was Lydia from Thyatira. So she's from another place. Is it really? I don't even know where Thyatira is. Can we? We we couldn't find the other one. Um, um, anyway, you yeah. can find that. I, I'm I'm guessing it's not totally necessary to know, but it's yeah. just like it's interesting to them. It was important. They they knew what that meant. Yeah. To me, I don't know it, and I just skip over it. Do you see how I've done that? I just skip. I don't move think on. I'm like move on. I don't think it's important. It doesn't sort of seem to come back into anything. Uh, so yeah. I'm just going to take a guess that that's all right. Um, so you're doing that all the time. So yes, you can. You can skip through things. You can say, oh, yeah, I, I can. People have read the Book of Acts and never looked up the maps. Mm. And it's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just get to the point. Mm. You know, but that's that's about four or five verses, all about movement. Yeah. And it's sort of, you know, and it's very relevant. I couldn't move here. I couldn't move here. Got here. Where are we going to go? We're going to go here. So I stopped at this island, stopped at this port, and now I'm here. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's important to them how they got there. Yeah. But without the names and the, and the context, you, you'll probably just read through that without a real, it won't, it won't sort of, it won't, it, the context won't help you to have anything to hang your information on and, and, and to see the context mm. for it. Yeah. Um, so um, let, let me give you just an illustration here. Um, I was talking to someone many years ago, and they, they were talking about. Um, do you know you can? They, they said they could take a, a chess master, someone who was an expert in chess. Mm -hmm. They could take a game of chess that was halfway through. Do you know what I mean? Just, so the pieces are all over the board. Yeah. They could flash it the, the picture before them, and then make them stop. And then you know, you know, ten minutes later, they say Re reproduce that game. And the chess master will be able to put every piece in. Do all the moves, yeah. Right? And it's like, what an amazing memory they've got. Yeah. But if you take that same chess master and take pieces of chess, chess pieces and randomly just place them on a chessboard, flash it before them and ask them to recreate it, they can't. They can't. Because they're not memorizing the location yeah. of the pieces. Sequences and moves. Yeah, they're seeing it in context of where a game is at. Strategies, yeah. And where, you know, they're, they're so familiar with where pieces would be, they're saying, oh, that's that, that, that. okay. I, they straight away, they straight away have um, a, a series of things in their mind that they can make connection with. Mm. So they're not memorizing the location, they're memorizing yeah. it in, in context. Yeah. Um, so there's a part of us that, um, and I, I find this really true to me. So I don't know whether it's true to you, but the same as I remember things in context. It, 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 I don't remember necessarily the facts and the dates. Some people are really good at that. They'll say, you know, on the 3rd of January, 1984, I did this. I'm like, um, when I was in my early 20s, <laughs> I met someone yes. at the start of the year. Yeah. I, I don't remember the date or the exact time. That's, but the, I remember, that's if, what if normal you, people do. Yeah. Okay, it's sort of the context. I remember the context. But if you don't have context for something, then the information just sort of floats around. Yeah. And it doesn't have anything. Um, geography helps you to give some context to what you're learning. Yes. It, it puts it in... It, it gives... The hooks that you can hang the information on. So if you don't have the hooks, it sort of information comes and it just floats through. Yeah. So we have, you know, um, you know, um, Lydia from Thyatira means nothing. You know, but if I told you, you know, there's a person in our church from Zambia. Oh wow, that's really unusual. That's like in Africa. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, so so immediately she's she's the African woman. Yeah. What's she doing here? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Why yeah. is she in? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, you know, what I mean. So I don't know where Thyatira is. I don't know why that's relevant. But do you know what I mean? But to them, it could be they they 
that the place actually meant something straight away. Something, yeah. So what I'm telling you is use geography to put hooks there so that when information comes, it just doesn't sort of go through and doesn't doesn't grab hold of yeah. it. It means I can lock into that. And so it says, you know, so she um, got Paul to stay with her. Then they get and they deliver a girl of um, demons and the, and the owners of the woman, the girl, getting thrown into mm -hmm. prison. Um, so the whole city's in an uproar. They're going to beat them up. Put them, put them. Philippian jailer converted. We all know that story. Yeah. You know, we don't know. We, it, oh. It's a familiar story. Him and his family. Yeah, everyone's... Um, so the Philippian jailer, they come out of jail... So when Paul and Silas left the prison, they returned to the home of Lydia. They met with the believers and encouraged them at once. Then they left town. So where do they go? Paul and Silas then traveled through the towns of Amphipolis and Apollonia and came to Thessalonica. All right. So Amphipolis, Apollonia, and then comes to Thessalonica. Hey, I recognize Thessalonica. Why do you recognize Thessalonica? But... Thessalonians. Yeah, first and Thessalonians. We got two letters to these churches, yeah. so something happened here. This church at Thessalonia. And um, why did he just skip through? You know, he was called to the purpose of the people of Macedonia. He went to Philippi. It mentions because it was a large Roman city. It yeah. was a, a center sort of thing. He came to these two towns, but he says he skipped through. And then, we, why? Is there any reason? No, no accommodation. Yeah. You know, I mean, the bed and breakfast was not to his liking. Um, it was, he was a Roman citizen, so go, go through Philippi. Yeah. And it says they came to where there was a Jewish synagogue. Mm. So why did he go to keep skip? Because he was looking where there was a Jewish community. Yeah, okay. And there was no Jewish communities in those two. Ah. So he just kept on going till he came to one that had a Jewish synagogue. So as was Paul's custom, he went to the synagogue service. Ah. So he's looking for. He's not just going to preach on the markets, you know, on the streets. The market. He's saying, "I'll, I'll start with the Jews." Yeah. Because I think I think I can tell them about the Messiah, and they're going to be like me, going to be wrapped, you know. <laughs> um, so he explained the prophecies proved that the Messiah must suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus I'm telling you about is the Messiah. So he wanted to preach about the Messiah, yeah. but he can't just do that where there's no Jews because yeah. only the Jews are looking for the Messiah. Yeah. So he has to skip through to the Thessalonians because they've got a synagogue there and he can preach there. And some of the Jews who listened were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas. Ah, oh, this is really good. Uh, but some of the Jews were jealous. Uh-oh. So they, they went down and got some troublemakers from the marketplace to form a mob. Um, if you want to do an interesting word study, the word troublemakers. Okay, because <laughs> it was like, how, how do you... That's a hard word to translate. You know? um, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but anyway, another time. Um, they dragged them before the council. They caused trouble. Now they're disturbing our city too. Um, Jason had welcomed them into his home. They're all guilty of treason against Caesar. They profess allegiance to another king named Jesus. The people of the city as well as the city council were thrown into turmoil by these reports. Um, so yeah, it's all happening. Mm. So that very night, the believers said, we better get you out of here. Yeah. So they send them on to Berea. Move across. Do we have a letter to the church to Bereans? Don't think so. Yeah. No. What are, why, why are we doing Bereans? <laughs> um, so he goes to the Bereans. Uh, and when they arrived there, they went to the Jewish synagogue. Why did they send them there? Because there's a synagogue Synagogue. And the people in Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica. Mm. They listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures. Um, many believed. Uh, but some of the Jews in Thessalonica learned that Paul was preaching in Berea because it wasn't too far away, obviously. Yeah. 
arm and they went down there and caused trouble. So, um, so the believers acted at once and sending Paul onto the coast. On the coast. Well, so they're over Berea, see? Yeah. So they've gone inland. Yep. Okay, so inland, he sends them back to the coast. Um, while Silas and, Silas and Timothy remained behind. Those escorting Paul went with him all the way to Athens. So they said, we'll send you down here. Oh, look at this. So they, they're working out. I don't think they know how they got there, you know, because... Because I'm just saying, maybe they went around this way. Yeah. No, but they are, obviously this was the trade route where the, the yeah. ships would go. You'd say that the um, yeah. the waters were much much nicer in there, protected mm. by the you know by the land yeah. land come around Athens. So they said, said that's a long way to send him. Yeah. <laughs> All the way down to Athens. Now on these maps, there's not dots dots. That you might say, well, there's no, there's no cities between there. Yeah. Uh, yes, there's lots of cities, I'm guessing. They only show the cities that are mentioned. Yeah. All right, so you know, there's a lot of reasons. They're skipping over a lot of stuff. that are, All these places don't get a mention. And, um, all right, and then... So when he's in Athens, deeply troubled, da-da-da. Um, so, let's go back to where we were. Second Corinthians 9.2. For I know how eager you are to help. I've been boasting to the churches, churches mm. in Macedonia, mm. that you in Greece were ready to send an offering a year ago. In fact, it was your enthusiasm that stood up many of the Macedonian believers to begin giving. So, the churches in Macedonia. What churches would we be talking about? Well, we can, um, I'm going to guess it's... We've got... We've got Philippians. Yep. Um, Thessalonican, yeah, and maybe even a church in Berea. Yeah, don't know whether they. I don't know. I don't know whether that's mentioned again or. But because they mentioned that was another place with a Jewish synagogue, synagogue. and he went there and preached, and they, they 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 searched out the scriptures and things like that, and then they got certain trouble. So there might have been a church started there, yeah. a church started there. So at least we know at least two churches, maybe a third one. Yeah, and maybe other churches got planted, mm. not by Paul, but by others. who, yeah. who went on. Um, so, okay, so he's talking to the church at Corinth, the Corinthians, about the churches up here. Mm. Okay, so um, we, we boasted that you in Greece were ready to send an offering a year ago. It was enthusiasm that stood up many of the Macedonian believers to begin giving. Mm. So, so when I told them about what you were doing, they also wanted to get in on this and, and put in an offering. Yeah. So now I'm going to send them down to you. Um, there. Um, let me just go into the New American. Because, did you see what the New Living did to me? Did you, did you pick that up? I don't, I don't think I picked it up. You pick up. It says, I've been boasting to the churches in Macedonia that you in Greece. But... It says that you, that namely the Achaia has been prepared. It switched Achaia to Greece. Yeah. Oh, no, I did not pick that up. Why did they do that? Because, okay, well, let's have a look at our map. Yeah, okay, it is sort of in Greece, isn't it? Yeah. So they said, well, we'll just call it Greece that way, because when I use Achaia, um, you'll know where I'm talking about. Yeah. Sneaky. Sneaky. Goodness, no, I didn't pick that up. 
So I was like, yeah, I, why don't I do this scripture? This is easy to understand. Macedonia, Greece. Ah, it's not Macedonia and Greece. It's AKIA in Greece. Let's have a look to see how the other scriptures hit. Yeah. New English translation, Macedonia, KIA, Macedonia, KIA, Holman, yeah, King James, New King James, Living Bible. Hmm. I boasted to the friends in Macedonia that you were ready to send an offering a year ago. Doesn't even mention it. Doesn't, doesn't mention it. Just skips yeah. over. Macedonia, New Greece, New Living, Achaia. Yeah, Ki province. province. So to tell you, it's not a city. Yeah, give you a bit of a clue there. Uh, the Macedonian Macedonia province to the Ki province. Yeah, there's a bit of a help there. Yeah, Passion Translation Macedonia, telling that the believers of Corinth have been preparing for you. So instead, I'm not going to use Victoria. I'm just going to use Melbourne because yeah. people are going to get confused yeah. if I if I was talking about the church of Melbourne, the church of Melbourne, the church of Melbourne, because I've been telling them that the church in Victoria has been ready for a year. Is that what happened to the Church of Melbourne? Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. It's the I, same I, thing. I, I haven't I haven't stopped talking about the Church in Melbourne. Yeah. I've just talked about the I've just used the name Victoria. Yeah. To refer to the Church in Melbourne, and so that just confuses people because they don't. Ki is not a really a place. So um yeah so different. How would you handle this, Josh? How would you handle this? Um, if this is your Bible now, what do you do with these sort of things? Um, how do you how do you put that into your Bible? It's a, it's an interesting one because people in the so people in the region know the city of Melbourne, but people outside of the region will be more familiar with Victoria. Yeah. So you know, in, in the Bible times, they were very familiar with those. Yeah, but they they were familiar with those. Yeah, yeah. but so coming forward, we're not familiar with okay, I, I, So uh, can can I just say, have you up until today, have you ever a C H A I A have you even known that that place was a biblical place? Is that something you're on your um, radar? Look, I, I've I've read these scriptures before. Yeah. So for, because of that, because I've read it, I know that it was a place, or it was not, mentioned. I, I didn't know it was a place. I just knew it was mentioned. Sorry. Yeah. But I didn't know was it a region before this. Would or, you have known that it was connected with Corinth? Uh, no. Okay. No. So so if I said, "Oh, right, we're going to go to Kia," where's that? I've got no idea. Where's that? Yeah. yeah. I've only read it. So, but Corinth, you recognize Corinth because of the Corinthian, Corinthian church. Yeah. Okay, that, that's a sort of an established one. So what do you do in your Bible? Do you, um, do you help the reader or do you say, mate, you just got to do some, you just got to do your own research. You got to go and buy, you got to go and buy this book. Mm, I think help, I think help is good, but yeah, I'd help them. How would you help them? Would you, would you, you've got levels like the Macedonian region or province? Would you would you just would you just say it's a province? Would you say would you just drop a ki and and just go to it's the Corinthian area or Corinth or um, would you change it to Greece and sort of do the modern sort of sort of equivalent? Look, Greece does sound good because that's that's what I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, th I think I I think I'm look. I'll go with Greece. You we'll, just go we'll, with Greece. We'll lock Greece in. Okay. Um, there's probably a chance that Greece today is different to the Ki yeah. province that covers a bigger area. Yeah, like the because I, I actually don't know, but is that bottom area like where like Sparta was? Oh, I don't yeah. know, but you, you've gone into past my history level. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, so it's a question. Um, really, the the key for you is when you're reading it, you're going to find that um, you're not. Sometimes you're not given much help. Yeah. Um, because this is an area where they're it's already accurate. 
Yeah. It's already it's or it is accurate already. Yeah. Um, the names of the places are translated perfectly. Mm. You can't get much better than Corinth and Philippi, Philippi and and Troas and all the rest. What you can't do is put into you the 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 hooks to know how what to do with that. Yeah. You know, like it's like it's like me showing you um, this is a, a a knight and this is a pawn and this is a king and a queen on a chess set. They're all accurate. Yeah. But I can't put into you the the understanding that a chess master has of how they got to be there. Yeah. And what they were doing. Yes. So um, you've got to dig a little bit for that to become something of your familiarity. Thank God for hmm. this plate, like this Bible at night. That's a helpful thing. Yeah. Um, so I would encourage you when you are doing Bible reading and um, things like the story of Jesus, following the, the life of Jesus, actually call up a Bible map. Mm. When it says he moved to a town or he went to this place, call up a Bible map and become familiar with what he was doing, moving up and down yeah. and around. Why? Because it'll help to anchor those those um, those, those activities into a geographical space that actually is significant. You know, when he's up in Galilee, when he's down in Jerusalem, different things are happening. He's facing different pressures. When he goes across to Capernaum, all these things, are, they're, they're different. But to us, they can be lost because they're just familiar names. We don't realize how far they are. Um, the other thing is become familiar with how far a person can walk in a day and yeah. how far the distances are because, you know, th those things help to give you sort of a sense of, hmm. you know, how close these places were and things like that. Um, so, you know, this, this, um, uh, but this, this Bible, this is, um, a lot of good maps here. Mm. Um, I'm not sure, uh, the kingdom of Herod, the division of Herod's king, Israel during the time of Jesus, um, time of Acts. So, you know, this was the Jesus one. I'm just going to call it up, see what we get. So, yeah, most of the main places that Jesus ministered to, went to, all located yeah. on here. They will give you, follow that. You know, the, the stories of David and um, Saul and the kings of Israel. Open up your maps. Yeah. Have a look. Follow what they're talking about when the area is divided. Um, they're not, they're not going to be like, oh, that's the truth I got to live by today. You know, brother, I was driving to work and I got a word for you, you know, based on the fact that Troas is just over the road from, you know, you know, it's on the, you know, no, no, you know, it, you know, <laughs> you know. If someone did say that, I'd be like, mm, yeah, yeah, I just like, I'm not saying you're going to get revelation. Yeah. Um, because you now know the names of the places and where they are and a little bit about them. But what I'm saying is you're treating the Bible as a book so that it better frames it because the when they when it was written they they knew you understood it, that Paul was writing to people familiar with these places yeah. they were common names and so the, the common the commonness of it was, is something we need to try and over get over mm. so it becomes some relative to me and therefore I can understand what heart you know what what Paul was going through the the struggles he was you know to find you know, when he had this vision of people in Macedonia and things like that. Yeah. And then and then God can give you revelation. I don't know how many times I use that passage in Acts 16 where Paul was moving there. I have used that 
dozens mm. of times. I've used it when I've been counseling people and talking to people who are seeking to find the will of God. I've gone back to that passage yeah. over and over again. Because here you have Paul, the apostle, leading a missionary journey. He's just taken Timothy from his family. He's had him circumcised. Like that's a big commitment. Hey, you're going to join our... Hey, yeah. Josh, would you like to join me on a missionary trip? Yeah. Josh, have I have you seen the list of things you need to do? You need to, you need to get a sleeping <laughs> bag. Just, you need to get a passport. You need to get circumcised. You need to get a can't I just, just come along? Yeah, you need to get a, an international SD card. You know? Yeah. Hey, anyway, what was that third one? <laughs> <laughs> just skip over that. Yeah. Just real quick. What was that third one you put in there? Yeah, he, he, that's a big commitment for Timothy. Do you mm. know what I mean? going to become. So Paul's like, come join me on this amazing missionary journey. Yeah. He said, you know, Paul, what's on your heart? I think we're going to go. I, I've got my heart to go up to the Galatian region. Let's go. I've got it in my heart. You know? yeah. So we, they all leave and off they go. And they go. They start in the Galatian region, region and then suddenly Paul's like, uh, guys, the Holy Spirit said, don't go this way. So I said, I think we'll go up to this region. You know, and so up they head and. The Spirit of Jesus said no. Yeah. So let's go down to Troas because I don't really know where else to go. I'm just yeah. pumping to Troas. And it's like, so I'm like, wow, this is the Apostle Paul not not having a clear picture. Mm. And he's got people joining him on a missionary yeah. journey committee. He's got people under him and they're looking to him like, Paul, like, let's go, let's let's do it. Like, yeah. oh, but not here. Or and now not here. Yeah, and oh. this is this is walking. This is yeah. walking yeah. and and, and no we they, they would have walked somewhere, it's like oh, now we're walking over there. Yeah. Now, we're, now we're, we're walking to Geelong. Yeah. Uh, Paul, from Melbourne. It's, it's like, Paul, what what are we doing? Mm. Oh, well at least at least he knew, you know what, I actually don't feel that this is the right way. Yeah. So you know, I think a lot of times we look, oh we went here, then here, then yeah. here, then here, and we eventually got where we wanted to go. But at least he knew, like, or, yeah. you know. He got he got buffered by what not to do yeah. without getting any instruction on what to do. And so I've used this passage yeah. over and over again because sometimes we get a sense of don't go down here. And you say, well, if God's told me not to go down here, yeah. so, so surely he would have told me where to go. Yeah. <laughs> but there was nowhere to. It was just don't. And so it's over here. And and the pressures and the... And the, and the, and the, and the um, Paul could have just said, "Listen, I'm going to bite the bullet and just go into Galatia because yeah. I can't afford to look yeah, bad. Yeah. I got to look good that's, to the. I got to look good to my crew here. Yeah. You know, Timothy thinks I'm the amazing. <laughs> he was willing to get circumcised for me. He's going. No, I can't afford not to. You know, yeah, to, being, to be being, the man. Being known by the churches as well, and if you're going here and yeah. there, and <laughs> yeah, what's what will happening? they think? Or <laughs> yeah, what, what's happening? So, um, so I've used this passage." Over and over and over again. I got a revelation just recently. Um, you know, let's go back to the maps because you know this is. Um... But I appreciate that, like even in that example, but that's often spaces where people are. You know, even today. Yeah. Where it's like, well, I'm, I know that God wants me to. I'm, I know I'm called to this region, or I don't know what, or yeah. I know I'm called to this area or this type of ministry. I don't know where to go. Yeah, I, I know I'm called. Yeah, I know. You know, this the Holy so Spirit stirred me to go. It's still completely relatable. Yeah, and 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 can you? I feel that by having the geographic hooks has made it more relatable. Yeah, it's made. I I, I can I can get inside this a lot better, and suddenly the spirit level led part of it hits me. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It becomes. But but I I needed it to be a book that I studied out. Yes. So that the the God breathe part could. Capture that absolutely, yeah. but without. Um, 
this is a part of revelation I had. So, you know, you see he's going up here, here. Why didn't, like, there's a, there's a quicker way to Troas. <laughs> can, you, can, you pick, can you pick, if we're going to go to Troas, well, let's just go here. Yeah. So if God had told him, okay, here's another, just, just a little thing I'm just going to pick up here for you. Um, there's an Antioch here. There's, Paul started his journey at Antioch. Yep. There's two Antiochs in uh, the Bible. I was just thinking that. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't thinking about it, but when you said Antioch, I'm like, there's another Antioch. That's where the missionary journey started, and then they get to Antioch. It's like, I thought we started at Antioch. Okay, there's two Antiochs in the Bible, um, just to confuse you. Um, but no, not, not just to confuse you, obviously. But they knew that that, you know, there's... You can that didn't people. confuse them. Did you know that um, people, when, when Sydney had the Olympics in the year 2000, was it? We had the Melbourne... Uh, Sydney, Sydney. Australia had the Olympics in Sydney in the year 2000, and there was a number of people who got off the plane to Sydney and discovered, oh, you know, there's a Sydney in Canada. And then, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like, go on the online, book my ticket. Well, there's a, there's a Melbourne in America somewhere. Yeah, yeah, Mel yeah, yeah. So there's Melbourne all, all around the place. So you've got to be careful. Um, anyway, um, that's irrelevant here, but I just say, they, so, so, but from Antioch, okay, this is why it was relevant. From Antioch to Troas, that's a lot of walking you could yeah. save. Yeah. Let's get over here. We could save ourselves a lot of time. So why didn't God just give him the vision of the man in Macedonia here and wait till he'd done all this and got to here and then they're confused and, and not sure what to do? Why didn't God just make it easy? Like this is why did God not give this vision back here when the vision where it started? Yeah. So I want you to go. To um, and you can ask God that. Ask him, why did God not lead me <laughs> and tell me what to do? Why did I have to go left, right, make a mistake and go and do this and get, get make waste resources being over here and go to this place and, and, and look like a fool? Mm. And why did, I, why did I have to do that? Why, why, why? And, and but remember I mentioned something just in passing um, that at Troas... Luke started to write, who was doing this report in the first person. We decided we would... Uh, there you go. So before that, Luke's not with them. So I don't know where Luke is. Yeah. But yeah. I know where Luke is by the time that they come. They're both at Troas. To Troas. Now, I don't know whether Luke has always been at Troas. Yeah. Or whether Luke was moving. He might have come in from the... He might have sailed in. Yeah. I don't know where. And so this, this is... God knew. Well, actually... We've got to get Luke to you. There's a convergence, so, so we need to we need we need to have a meeting point. Yeah. Before I can get you there. Yeah. So suddenly Luke just joins in. There's no there's no background story. That'll make a fascinating background story. Yeah. Luke, how did that happen? How did you meet up with Paul? Why you know we just sort of take it we'll for granted. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you get there? You know, like, oh, I was doing this and the ship went bad and I ended down here and I was upset because I was planning to be at here and next minute I'm at Troas and yeah. next minute I'm. Oh, do you know Paul's in town? Oh, I bumped into him. Oh, where are you doing? What are you doing? I'm, you know. And again, that's completely relatable to us today. It's like sometimes things happen that we may not at first understand. Yeah. But it's like, oh, I needed to meet this person or I needed to get connected with this place. Yes. And it, it propels you and, you know, the greater picture of what God is doing. Yeah, so. exactly. It's like, oh, I can get that. It's not this nice, neat, clean, clean set of lists. This is what you're going to do in your life. You're going to go here, here, here. Because that's sometimes how we feel. If I, if I get close to God, 
Hmm. He will give me very clear direction. <laughs> and I'm talking about the Apostle Paul now. So I'm saying on the second missionary journey, which is going to become a key part. And key churches are going to be born out of this missionary journey. You know, yeah. so, you know Thessalonians and, and the Berean church and, yeah. and, and the Philippian church and, and down to Athens mm. and then and across to Corinth. and Hey, because he does go to Corinth, doesn't he? Yeah, across to Corinth. The Corinthian church is born out of this missionary journey. So that's all in God's mind. But Paul doesn't have any of that. Yeah. Paul's like, I'm going to go to Bithynia. I'm going to go up to Galatia. He's like, he's gonna, he's, he's, he knows he's going to do a missionary journey, but he doesn't know he's got yeah. where. Um, so I, um, I, I, can, like I, said, I relate to this. this. It connects and, it, and it's helpful to understand in the context of what people are going through. But what was Paul? He was sensitive to yeah. the spirit of Jesus. He was, he was willing to be... Um, put his own reputation aside yeah you know like some people sometimes you get yourself out of the will of god sometimes because you're too stubborn you get yourself out of the will of god because you're too proud to admit i don't know what i'm doing yeah you get yourself out of the will of god because you just think i've got to be the man and i've got to have i've got to, i've got to, i've got to, i've got to be the person that's yeah. got all the knowledge and knows I, everything i appreciate that paul like even with um how he well known he was but he was he was just hungry to go he knew he was he knew he was, had, he was cold but he was hungry to go even when he didn't know, oh, we're going to stop here, then go here. Yeah. And then, like you say before, go straight through. Yeah. So even when he didn't know the full picture yet, but he was hungry to go. Yeah. And like, I, fe I feel like it was important to have that. I, 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 I really agree with you, Josh. I think that's an excellent point. His heart attitude enabled him to be buffered. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? His desire to, to be in the right place and do what God called him to do meant that he didn't sit back and just wait till he had all the information. Another another person may have gone to the first and was like, oh, I don't feel cold here and I don't know. Well, let's just go back. Yes. But yeah. he's like, no, but like, yeah, he, he, had, he was hungry for it. You, you, you steer a car, you know, do you ever, have you ever steered a car that didn't have power steering, Josh? Um... I don't think so. No, yeah, back, back I, I've been in a car, but I've, I've never steered it. Yeah. I know it's hard. Um, I don't know if anyone online is, you know, who's watching is have ever had the joys of steering a car that was didn't have power steering back in the day. I'm, it's, show me, it's, show I feel like that would be engaging your muscles. Oh. unlike today. You know, that's what. There's a reason they put power steering in cars because turning it now, turn especially if you stopped. If you're doing a three point turn, you and you got it. Now, now I can turn a car effectively with my, you know, mm. with a finger. Yeah. But back then, you had to, uh, get that. But there was a secret: move, keep the car moving mm -hmm. while you're steering, because while the car is in motion, it's easier to steer. Is it, yeah. If you stopped, it's really hard. There's more friction if it's just or something like that. A believer that's in motion mm. is easier to get yeah. into the will of God than a, a believer that's. That's good. I'm waiting. I'm just. I'm, I'm stopped until I get direction. Yeah. Sometimes if you're just doing what you, what's in front of you, if you're doing what your hand can do, if you're just moving in, and even if you're getting it wrong, God will say, not here. Yeah. But if you're, if you're humble enough to accept that, and um, God will get you into the right place. He yeah. did it for Paul. He appreciates that, so he'll, he'll get you there. <laughs> so remember, Paul's traveling with least um, um, Timothy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and he's, you know, uh, I think he had Silas as well. Uh, um, you can go back and check. But he's traveling. And now he meets up with Luke. You know, maybe there's others that are traveling with him. There's a little team there. Mm. And um, can we just go back to Acts 16? Um, there's a real, it's like um, a real helpful scripture. Um, 
so they're passed by, passed by. Um, Paul has a vision in the night. A certain man of Macedonia was standing and peeling him, saying, come over to help Macedonia and help us. And when he, who had seen the vision? Paul. Paul. Okay, now Paul is the one, all the way along, it's Paul saying to me, um, while passing through the cities that have been decided upon, um, oh, sorry, sorry, Macedonia called, um, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak, they were trying to, but Jesus did not permit them. There's also, there's resistance. And then, then Paul gets a vision. Mm. And when, verse 10, when he had seen the vision, it says immediately we, we yeah. sought. Now, there's two things. Luke has now joined in, now but joined. it's now this group. We mm-hmm. sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Mm. Paul saw the vision, <laughs> but the group got direction. Yeah. Okay. Um, in our Western mindset, a lot of people be like, oh, unless I get the vision. Yeah, that's I'm right. Not, uh, yeah. And how many's going to follow someone else's vision? Yeah, first. Yeah, I'm fine. No, 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 no. I, we all need to have the vision simultaneously. Then mm. we'll know it's God. Yeah. No, no. Paul gets the vision. Paul, the guy, led them two places that didn't go work out. <laughs> the guy. We're not so sure anymore, Paul. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Okay, great, Paul. I, how about how about we just wait until we all get the vision? Because yeah. I'm not so sure on it. It says we concluded mm. that God had called us to go. Yeah. Um, it gives you know it, it's such a picture of how often the discipleship thing works that you know we, we, we often think oh unless God tells me no I tell you what if you want to get moving just get in the get in the vision of your church. Mm. Yeah. Get, Amen. Get in the vision yeah. that, that the pastor has been given. For your local church and move in that vision as powerfully and say, God has called us to do this. Yeah. I don't care whether you've had a dream. I don't care whether you've had an, a vision. Mm. You can still say, God has called us to do this and wholeheartedly get involved in it and yeah. go for it. Yeah. All right. And um, away you go. Yeah. Silas must have been with them because when they went across the field by. Silas and Timothy stayed behind? Or, or yeah. Yeah. That's so, right. yeah. so, yeah, they were. Yeah. And um, when they went to prison, it was Paul and Silas were thrown in the prison. Yes. Timothy, thankfully, wasn't. It doesn't, thankfully, it wasn't Paul, Silas, and Timothy. <laughs> and Luke saying it wasn't Paul, Silas, Timothy, and Luke. Praise <laughs> God. We'll take the hit. Because <laughs> yeah, those two, I'm sorry for you boys, but not everyone got thrown in the prison. Um, but I, I, but these hooks of geography have helped me to get a um, such a, a, a um, the, the God breathed part, yeah, and made it relevant, and it's so real to me mm. and to people, and that's Absolutely. why I, I go over and over because you know one of the things that when you're you're you're, you're sharing and helping people is people come. Uh, I, I, What's God's plan for me? I, I, I'm struggling to know what God's will is. Yeah. I want to know what God wants me to do. Yeah. You know, that, that's a huge thing. Most people, very, very you know, it's a great thing when people say, I know what God's called me to do, but the, getting to that part, part, and that's why we just go back to this Acts 16, because this, this is Paul who says, I know I'm called to do something, but I'm struggling to find out what it is. Yeah. And, 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 and he couldn't make it happen. It wasn't until he got the vision yeah. that, that the clarity came. Yeah, and, and I've, I, have, I personally relate to this for my life, where what God has for my life, He's actually brought through other people that I've joined with, like, and they have their vision and their ministry, and I've and and I, I'm called to there, and through that, He's been revealing things for my life for me. So it's like, you know, actually get connected, um, and through that, 
God is, you know, he's not just doing a work here and a work here. Everything, it's all, it's all connected. It's all, yeah. it's all the church. Yeah, it, and, and, um, and that's exactly right. That When we do that, it's like, ah, oh, God's, God's in it. Mm. You know, and one, one interesting thing, um, one last thing I'll just say is, um, no, actually, I'll move on because uh, yeah, I so feel like uh, one last thing could be three last things and the Holy Spirit is like, no, you don't need to share. Just move. All right, so um, geography. Um, do a little bit of work to get those hooks. This is a different type of digging. You've got to be able to yeah. use those maps. Do you remember the part that I say? Knowingthebible.net. Knowingthebible.net. They've got a big thing at the top that says Bible Maps. They're good maps. Mm. They're all right. They're, they're helpful. There's a lot of them. They're, they're, they're individual. They've got the red arrows and all the rest. Um, they've got maps that both cover, like I said, the actual events, but then you can also um, a map that is the Mediterranean world during the time of Acts. Okay. So this, this is just like a, you know, this the big map shows all the stuff around, so you get a bit of a feel for that. So follow that through, and you know get get familiar with this part of the world. Um, I I like there's a thing down here on the bottom. It's how many miles, how many kilometers. So you can uh, sort of um, you can sort of get a feel for something. Get a feel of the distances. Yeah. So you know when um, it's it's about I'll try and get it to about two fingers distance is three three hundred kilometers. Oh, maybe hang on, let's go a bit bigger. That's about. This is not very accurate the way to do it. Okay. So I got now my my two fingers show three hundred kilometers. So I can come over here. I'm saying that to go from Antioch. Across to Troas, wow, six hundred kilometers. That, that's six hundred kilometers from there to there. That's significant. What, what's the di the distance between Melbourne and Geelong? About a hundred, hundred twenty yeah. kilometers. Yeah, this is okay. We're, we're talking. We're, we're getting up Melbourne to Sydney ish. You yeah, know, I think it's eight hundred kilometers. But you know, Melbourne to Canberra. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. So okay, we've so I'm putting some context into this now. Wow, that's a that's a long way to walk. Okay. Um, Okay, and, and thank God, it used to be, it used to be, oh, I'd have to have all these reference books to do this. Now I can do something, um, uh, install now. No, I'm not going to install something. Um, I, I'm just going to do a search here. I'll, I'll do it on here. Okay, how far can you walk in a day? <laughs> What's your guess, Josh? Um, let's say, so like for just daytime? Yeah, just that. Just um, I reckon you could walk 80. 50, 50, between 50 and 80, I don't know. Yeah, that's a, okay, so. Um, Kilometers? How far can a healthy person. That, that is just a complete guess. Yeah, how far can a healthy person walk? Um, oh, that's one. Twenty-six point. Um, did that take me too long to find? I, I'm, I'm guessing about thirty or forty k. Thirty k's maybe. So I'm 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 way off. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> How far can you walk in a day? Um, a, like maybe about twenty to thirty miles, which is you know twenty about thirty to forty k's. Mm. Okay, thirty to forty. Um, you know, and that's depending. So, I'm, if you do a thirty to forty k trek during the day, you've done it was pretty good. I say forty. I completely k. overshot it. Yeah. So six hundred kilometers. It's ten, fifteen days. 
of solid mm. walking. Solid walking. But if you go up and do the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you go up and do the, the, the roundabout way, you, you've added a, you've added another week to your time. And, walk, and that's walking day after day after day after yeah. day. That's presuming um, flat roads. and uh, Yeah, and I feel like they, they would have had to have stopped. And, yeah, well, yeah, obviously you stop and, and maybe have a rest day and rest things day, like that. Yeah, so you know, got Sabbath. It's and a lot of time, yeah. Yeah, so it, it takes time to do stuff, yeah. do you know what I mean? And that's the other thing. So, oh, a bit of context here. This is not this. I would just pop here, here, and here. Um, yeah, there's a lot of walking. Um, I did a sermon once many years ago, just and, and calculated all the, you know, when it says Paul went here and Paul went there and Paul went there. You just put all the kilometers. You know, they did a lot of walking. Mm. You know, and sometimes we just think it's all ministry, 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 or God's using me, God's using me, God's using me. And in the middle, there's a lot of walking. Yeah. Yeah, and, and often there's a lot of stuff. We just got to do the stuff. You got to do the preparation. You got to just, you know, live the life. You got to, you know, everything. You just got to make it part of your life. Mm. You know, and, and then you have the highlights. Yeah. <laughs> um, but don't forget that there's there's often a lot of just getting the stuff done, just doing what God calls you to do in the middle. All right. Um, we can. Um, one last thing, we, we, we'll finish here um, because it will lead us into, um, I've, I think we've given enough examples of all the different, you know, just the overall principles you need to do to, to make the work. Um, one last thing um, I will share with you is that sometimes, and we found it in this one, the Bible uses things that are, um, they do have a good translation. Mm. Like they use a KIA, mm -hmm. but it doesn't help if you don't know it. It doesn't help, but yeah. it's accurate. Yeah, and um, sometimes there's some really good accurate um, things. I'll give you an example: Matthew twenty-three, verse five. Let's. There's a good clean word for this. Oops, I didn't get it. That's not right. Matthew twenty-three, five. Um, okay, New American. That'll help me. But they do all their deeds, talking about the Pharisees, to be noticed by men. For they broaden their phylacteries and lengthen the tassels of their garments. Okay, I'm going to guess you're like most people. You're looking at me like, they broaden their phylacteries. So, is that the thing that you put the, the, the scripture in? Or is that, am I confusing that? Okay, there you go. That's pretty good. You've got a little bit of knowledge, but you're not quite certain on it. Yeah. Other people will be like, I've got, never heard of a phylactery at all. Other people are like, I know what a phylactery is, or I think I know what a phylactery is. I might know what a phylactery is. Um, why didn't they use a good English word? They have used a good English word. Phylactery is English. It is It is the word. Yeah, it is an English word. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a word. If you go into a, dic a dictionary, it's, it does not... But not everybody... Not everyone That's not knows. common. It's not a common. And so you have um, here an issue of reading level or knowledge of, yeah. of things. And um, so if your education level is lower, and you, you know, some of these words, even um, in terms of um, how, how it's written generally, mm. you know, there's some, some Bibles will keep to a smaller level of vocabulary so that it keeps the, the, the words to more readable sort of words. Others harder. Mm. You know, the New American, you have to be like a year 10, 11 English student to be able to really handle it. So it's not a great Bible. New Living Translation, it's like a year 7 or a year 8 sort of reading. Yeah. Reading. All right, so it, yeah, it's, just, it's just easier regardless of anything else. They're using easier words. And um, so one of the difficulties they have is when there's a very clear word in English that 
but it's still not helpful because if you're not familiar with it and you're saying, well, what in the world is a phylactery? And so you can do... Now, in this one, I don't even need to go to um, my Bible um, translations and Greek dictionaries or whatever. It's not, it's not the Greek issue. I just need to go um, look it up as a, as a word. Yeah. Um, 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 I'm going to say, just define it. Just define this as an English word. So this mm. will just go, that's, here we're now just in an English dictionary. A bit small for you to probably read online, but it, it says, a small leather box containing Hebrew texts on vellum worn by Jewish men at morning prayer is reminded to keep the law. A small leather box, and I think you're you on the right track, that small box containing, containing small amounts of the law that they would bind on them um, as a reminder to keep the law. So I haven't gone into the Greek, the Hebrew, the Aramaic. I yeah. haven't done any you know, Bible studies. This is not a Bible dictionary. That is just an English dictionary mm. saying that is what that is. Yeah. But it might be something you're not familiar with. It's a cultural thing that you're not aware of. I, I only knew about it because I've heard you talk about it before. So someone that hasn't heard you talk about it before. <laughs> yeah, you've uh, heard about it because we were talking about it in Bible studies and things like that. They broaden they? their phylacteries. Otherwise, they get bigger and bigger. Oh, I've got this, you know, I'm more spiritual than you because I've got a... I, my phylacteries, you know. Good on you, mate. Do, do you know what I reckon the modern equivalent is? Um, you tattoo the scriptures on your arm. <laughs> yeah. And you get a sleeve. <laughs> I got a sleeve of scriptures. You got the, you got the cross on yeah, you. I got, yeah, I got, both arms are covered in scriptures because yeah. I'm so spiritual. You got the name of Jesus, you know. Yeah. So I, I wonder if anyone's ever done that in the translation. You get a tattoo. But, you know, anyway. Um, what I'm saying is that there's often um, English words that are like that, and it's not a, a cultural thing. I'm not yeah. familiar with it. Um, another one might be 1 John 4.10. With his, this is not even a, 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 um, a spiritual thing in the sense, of, or, or a custom, custom thing, like a Jewish thing. Um, 1 John 4.10, New American, it says, in, in this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, and he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Okay, good old propitiation. Um uh, a lot of people are like, I don't even know what propitiation is. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There we go. Propitiation. P-R-O-P-I-T-I-A-T-I-O-N. That's not a Greek word. It's not a Hebrew word. It's not a cultural word. It's an English, English word. word. And but most people don't know what propitiation is. It's yeah. too, it's it's the it's a it's a perfectly accurate word yeah. for the Greek word. So it's a perfect word, mm -hmm. but it's a word that most people don't have familiarity we say you know so okay what does it mean so i can just here i can just define it i don't it says the action of propitiating or appeasing a god spirit or person um it's atonement especially that of jesus it atonement. talks about you know appeasing them and making you know and i can go and look up the greek word and all the rest but it's actually if i understand the english word i'll understand mm. this better so there are concepts and words that um are used that might be cultural, like um, phylactery, um, like a proselyte, which is, uh, again, it's a, it's, it's a word that people uh, don't know what a proselyte is. What that um, is. And um, a buckler, you know, he's my truth and my my shield and my buckler. Like a belt? Yeah, no, it's, a, a, it's a little shield. Yeah, little but, it's, oh, yeah. but can I just say, it's not that clear what a buckler is. People, yeah. There's arguments about what a buckler is, but the English word is a buckler. Mm. And, and, and most people don't, I know what a shield is. Mm -hmm. and, I know what a sword is, but a buckler, mm. I don't know what that is. And it's an English word. Mm. So it's not, it's not the, it's not the, it's just the fact that, ah, oh, there's difficulties. And um, one real classic one that, uh, this is, uh, is the word covenant. 
It's an English word, and we use it. Thankfully, in Bible places, we talk about covenant. Jesus, at, at, at a communion service, many people would have over and over again heard this phrase. You know, when Jesus took the cup, he said, this is the new covenant that's in my blood. Mm. This, is, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. So that's how I hear covenant all the time. We talk about the new covenant, the old covenant. Um, a lot of people don't even realize that the word covenant and the word testament have overlap. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's a, there's a sense where the word testament, old covenant, old covenant, covenant. Old testament new covenant, new testament. So our Bible is divided into the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, and the New Covenant. Mm. Um, so we don't often, but people don't make that connection often. Yeah. They say, let's turn in the old, you know, to the Old Testament. And they're not thinking covenant. Yeah. They're not even thinking, that, that's just the name. But Old Testament probably doesn't mean much. A lot of people, um, a new Christian would just take it as one of those Christianese words. Because I'm learning a Christianese word, yeah. and a lot of Christians just familiar with it without even understanding. And Paul talked about it. There's a, a I'm not going to get into it now because I'm, you know, God said I don't go down there. Um, but there's a passage that Paul talks about, and he and he takes this play on words between the fact that a covenant and a testament are the same thing. Yeah. But he, it actually it follows through in the Greek and the testament. And you know, we we have testaments here. Like um, if. After a funeral, you'll go to the reading of the last will and Eulogy. testament. Oh, testament. Last will and testament of okay. you know the person that died. It, it, what's that? It's their will. Yeah. But it's referred to as their last will and testament. Mm. And um, so Paul picks up on the fact that the word testament, used as, in the Greek sense in the same as our word covenant, um, had a particular understanding that you don't you, you can't get access to the benefits of a testament until the person is dead ah. all right so he makes a little play on words or a little play on concepts he says ah so without without someone dying a testament doesn't come into play without someone dying mm. a covenant doesn't come into play and who dies do you think you know jesus without There's jesus someone. dying so he uses this testament covenant sort of overlap yeah to make a point um and it, it confuses some of the bible scholars because it's that's not how a covenant works, but he's, he's, Paul's been clever, um, which he, Paul is. He, he, mm. he works with words very, very cleverly. Um, but covenant is one of these big concepts. It's a huge concept, and yet the English word is perfectly translated, mm. but it doesn't help mm. if you don't have the background and understanding. Um, you know, I challenge people um, outside of Bible talk and you know, conversation with Christians and things like that. In just normal conversation with people, not talking about Bible things, um, I challenge that I don't think there's hardly anybody who uses the word covenant in day-to-day -day language. Yeah. Unless you're a lawyer um, or someone in real estate, when they have covenants, you know, there's covenants in, 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 in the law. Mm. And there's also, especially in real estate, there's covenants over the land. You know, mm -hmm. you go and buy a block of land, you say, are there any covenants, which mean restrictions or... or Understandings, you know, yes, there's a covenant that you can only build up to two stories, nothing above two stories. Or sometimes there's covenants you must build and it must be a certain size, you know, mm. to preserve the fact that you bought you buy into a really fancy, expensive estate and someone comes and builds a little shack in the middle. You know, no, 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 no. Can't, we can't we, build a shack in Templestone. No, exactly. Yeah, if you if you're in certain suburbs, 
um, you know, all our American viewers uh, can't build a shack in Templestowe and be like, what does that even mean? Templestowe, yeah, Templestowe, one of the more um, affluent areas, and there'll be areas that if you buy there, there's a covenant that says what you can and can't build, and you can't build under a certain size, you won't be able to build above certain things, and you know, like you can't build above three levels, so that you start can't block um, view yeah. or, or shade and things like that. They're covenants. They're called covenants, and it's like, but how does that help us in Bible understanding? Because we. That those terms, some people I've heard of a marriage covenant. Yes, but how does that help you in understanding what Bible covenants are and how do they relate? So we are going to make our next topic. I'm, I'm going to leave the um, our study of the Bible. Um, I think I've given enough examples now mm. for you to get a feel for it, yeah. for you to be able to, to work through this. It doesn't give you all the answers. You're going to have to keep digging. You're going to have to keep learning. You're going to have to keep, keep leaning, leaning in. in. Keep leaning in to this and and and... Um, treat it as a book, but then be hungry for it to become God-breathed through that. Um, and then we're going to take our next topic. Now, we're going to take a break for two weeks. Um, for those part of our church, you know we've got the most exciting meeting coming up with um, Jerry Seville. Mm. Dr. Jerry Seville um, is coming to Melbourne and he's preaching in our church on the Sunday the 21st of May. Um, he's coming to our morning service, our own church service in the morning, and then we're having a, a, a citywide rally that we're opening up to anyone on the, you know, so everyone's welcome on, at both meetings, but particularly focus because we want people to go to their own church on the Sunday morning, mm. but on the evening we're having a rally that if you don't have your, a church that you can be there. Uh, be there. Definitely be and there. Um, so that's on the 21st, which is in two weeks' time, mm. just over two weeks' time now. And um, so we, we uh, are not going to hold... Um, Breakthrough Academy for the next two weeks mm -hmm. while we're in preparation for that and then the Friday after that we'll we be will back. be back and we will be starting our brand new topic Covenant and we will be diving into what Covenant means we're going to take our time yeah. to work through the scriptures passage by passage and understand what the Covenant meant to them and what God intended how he wanted to use Covenant and then the God-breathed part we are going to see how that works into our lives because it is relevant we're going to take the passage where Jesus said this cup is the new covenant in my blood which I think is when I understood what Covenant is mm. I you know, like literally almost fell off the chair yeah. in, in, in what was Jesus saying yeah. like it was just such a big statement being said and even though it's just a short little line but it was like so huge what he was doing and and so we want to come to the understanding of what the covenant is. Um, and um, um, so maybe I can finish with one last scripture because... Let's do it. Let's do it. Psalm 25. And I might repeat this when we do, we start, but I just want you... Um, I think it's verse 14. There you go. Yeah, there we go. The secret of the Lord is for those who fear him and he will make them know his covenant. The secret of the Lord is for those who fear him. Um, let's just have a look at that in a couple of translations. Um, the Lord's followers receive his guidance and he reveals his covenantal demands to them. It's, um, but I don't think that sort of unpacks it as um, living Bible. Friendship with God is, is reserved for those who reverence him. Mm. With them alone, he shares the secrets of his promises of his covenant. New living. The Lord is a friend to those who fear him. He teaches them his covenant. Message, God friendship is for God worshippers. They are the ones he confines in. Doesn't mention covenant, but it talks about um, Passion, there's a private place reserved for the lovers of God where they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promises. And what it's talking about is, um, um, uh, let, let me just put it in a picture for me. So Josh, 
got something I really need to speak to you about. Something that's really important. Mm -hmm. It's like, it, it might be heavy. It might be like, oh, what's he going to say? And you say, okay. And you say, not here. Not, not, not in this room. Not in this crowded space. Not with people around. Yeah. I want you to come into the, stu into the study. Yeah. I want you to come into my office. Yeah. And we're going to shut the door and we're going to talk. And what they're saying is, oh, okay, I'm, 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 I'm getting complete um, focus. Yeah. We're not distracted by those around. Yeah. What, and if I, if I say that to you, when we got into that office and we sat down, your mind would be running. What is it? What is it? What have I done? Yeah, what's what, about? What's happening? You know, what, what news am I going to get? What's he going to tell me to do? You know, because it's something big. Yeah. It's, um, and it's like, Josh, I want to share something that's been on my heart for a long time. It's something I, um, I can't share this with everybody. Yeah. But this is, I, I, I can share it with you because, man, you're a faithful follower. You're, I, I'm sharing with this with you, Josh, because you're such a faithful friend. You're so loyal. You've been coming here week after week to do academy, and that's been typical of your life. You've been with me. You, you know, when we travelled, you travelled with me. With Josh, I can share this with you. Mm. Okay, so this is a relational yeah. thing that I, not everyone can get this. Yeah. Because of the connection here, because Josh, you honour and you show such respect and honour to my ministry and what I'm called to do. You can, you, you um, Josh, you've got such a good heart. Um, you, you've been so loyal. Oh, now you're like, what is he going to say? And what does God say when he brings his people who fear him into his secret place? He says, I talk to them about covenant. Mm. He says, I talk to you, so I talk to you about covenant. When I get into that place, God says, I talk about covenant. That's cut. He says, if I if I'm gonna have the richest Struck and and that's not like oh, I'm telling you nice things. It can be tough things. Yeah, it's like you know the new the new English translation is like oh he's putting the requirement. It's covenant is a, is a range of things. Yeah, it's big. But what does God talk about when He brings us into the secret place? He says we talk covenant. Talk covenant. We do covenant talk in there. We we talk about the, so covenant. What an amazing thing. Let's talk about that. Which God talks about when He takes brings us in. So we go, and if God says, "I'm going to talk to you about covenant," you go, "Yeah, I don't really know what the covenant is." Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's that mean, God? I don't even. I know, I know it's a phrase. I know it's a word. I yeah. know it's. I, I've heard things. I've heard Kenneth Copeland preach on it. I've heard it. Thank God. You know. You know. We, we we're much more familiar with yeah. it. Yeah. But we're going to take time to unpack it to really understand what a covenant is, what the promises are, what the requirements are, what the new covenant is all about, and what what we are living in yeah. today. And I feel like that's just great because some people may not know what they have access to because of their covenant relationship. Yeah. So it's, it'll be... I'll, I'm already excited. I'm already looking forward to it. So, so on the 26th of uh, May... We will be holding our first session and we will be starting to dive into this mm. concept of covenant and Bible Academy where we dive into the word, but in a way that opens up our heart to faith and it will be deep, but it will be rich. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be, we, we're, we're going to take time. And um, one of the things I appreciate is I can take time. It's yeah. not like a sermon where I've got to come get it all in and then we're away. Um, but we can take time here and then we can... Um, come back the following week, and you can. If you've missed a session, you can go and catch up. And so I don't have to go back and review everything. Yeah. You can you can build and build and build and build like we've been doing here. I think this is our ninth week on the Bible, and um, there's so much that I didn't have to cover here, but I got to the end, 
and you can build all the way through and yeah. get to this place. Same with covenant, we're going to take our time so we can be rich in our hearts and we can discuss that which God talks about in his secret place. Mm. So thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you being part of this whole series on Bible. If you have, haven't picked up earlier sessions, they're all available on our website, breakthrough.org.au. You can go to slash academy and it goes straight there. Otherwise, you can go to our um, YouTube channel, um, Breakthrough Church here in Melbourne, Australia, and um, um, subscribe to that so that you get um, all our messages, not just Breakthrough Academy, but all the other messages we're doing. And you can um, follow us through, but you can go back and pick up the other messages from Breakthrough Academy. We appreciate you. Thank you, Josh, for being with us through this nine. I love week. to be here. And um, so we can move that. Um, Thank you, Judith and Graham. Stayed right to the end there. Like it's, mm. a, it's a solid session here, but you've been great to be with us right through. And Judith's been with us in that, Graham. I appreciate those who have been part of this right Our from regulars. the start. Yeah, part Thank of some you. of the regulars. I appreciate yeah, it, it. It really helps. It really helps us when there's like engagement. To, you know, it does. So it's like we're not just talking to a screen. We feel like we're talking to people. Yeah, and, look, and we've had people like my wife, Christine. Yeah. Been, you know, hey, listen, Christine knows all this, but she's hungry. Yeah. And she, she joins and she learns new yeah. stuff. People like Brooke, my daughter, um, been watching and following. And, and, you know, and again, what some of our regulars, these people have been with us week in, week out. Thank you so much. We really appreciate because, like Josh said, it helps. Um, also, let you know, if you're wanting to, you can join us. There mm. is room in this studio. You don't have to be on You don't have to be on camera like Josh, but you can be sitting here and you can just sit quietly. You can say, don't talk to me, but I like to be sitting in the studio. Christine's still here. She hasn't <laughs> even, she's, she's been part of it all the way through. And... Um, we, we can be part of the studio here at 31 Michelin Court in Bayswater. You go to our website, get all the details, and um, you can actually sit in the studio with yeah. us and join it because it, it, it's a fun time. No, Thank you. And Christine, she's been... Yeah, I, I appreciate People hungry for the word have been growing with us through the Bible. Now we're going to look at this session, the private place, the... the, 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 um, the, the we're going to move in a couple of weeks' time now to mm. Covenant. Thank you for um, joining us. Um, Brooke says, seriously, today was amazing. It's given me so many thoughts to take away and to study. Oh, I appreciate that. That's, that's part of what we do here. Not just a, oh, I've got it. Yeah. It's like, oh, I want to go and explore this. Yeah. I want to use this in yeah. my own Bible study. Absolutely. I want to use this when I'm studying other passages. Nothing related to what I did here, but I want to now use these skills to unpack these. So thank you. They're great encouragements. Um, look forward to um, having you with us in the in three weeks' time when we start our next session on Covenant. God bless you.